This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Tuesday, the 22nd of November. Justin, the FIFA World Cup kicked off on Monday morning. And despite some controversy so far, Mm -hmm. it's expected to be viewed by 5 billion people. (laughs) Might I remind you that the global population just hit 8 billion. So more than 60% of the world will watch. insane. Brett, an FTX investor is suing Larry David, Tom Brady, and Steph Curry for promoting the bankrupt crypto exchange. And if the investor's successful, this could mean celebs reconsider a whole lot of promotions that are on the fringes. Three pretty, pretty good stories, Justin. (laughs) Let's do it. For our first, NIB, the health insurer, has seen its profits rise off the back of angry Medibank customers who have made the big switch. Uh, This data breach was always going to hurt Medibank, so tell me, what is the story? So NIB Holdings is an Australian health insurance fund that was established all the way back in 1952. Fun fact, Brett, it actually started as a health insurer just for BHP work. It's currently the fourth largest health insurer in Australia, Mm -hmm. behind, of course, the big fish, Medibank, which has a neat little 27% (laughs) of the market. Speaking of Medibank, Brett, their recent data breach has been absolutely devastating for the company and, of course, its customers too. But for NIB, it's been quite a blessing in disguise. Yep, they've seen a 4.7% increase in new policyholders. And the main reason? Medibank customers are making the switch to NIB after the hack. But, Jazzy Boy, cybersecurity was one of the biggest concerns at its annual general meeting. So what is the key learning here? It's not if another data breach will happen, but when it will happen and to whom and what will be stolen. <laughs> Recently, we've seen Optus, Medibank, MyDeal and Venomofo have its data breach. And Justin, with the frequency of cyber attacks expected to double in the next five wow. years, companies both small and big are stepping up their investment in cybersecurity. Because Brett, let's be honest, nobody wants to be the next victim. And Jazzy Boy, not only does it impact the lives of customers, but these data breaches have have a massive impact on a company's share price. And therefore, its investors too. Since the Medibank breach, its share price has dropped around 24%. For our second story, five major streaming services are upping their spend on Aussie content as the government announces new content quotas for the industry. Oh, wow, wow, we wow. Looks like Heartbreak High was just the beginning. Mm-hmm. What's going on here, Jazzy okay, Boy? So we officially slash unofficially have a big fight <laughs> in the on-demand <laughs> entertainment world. Okay, we've got Netflix, which is the lion. Disney Plus, the elephant. And Amazon Prime, Stan, Paramount Plus as well. Are they the hyenas? <laughs> <laughs> They've collectively spent $670 million in 2022 on Australian and Australian-related programs. Programming. They've spent on everything from dramas yep. to docos to, of course, juicy reality TV. We're talking Lux listings on Amazon Prime. Five bedrooms on Paramount Plus. Or the other guy on Stan. And Justin, part of this is to attract new Aussie subscribers. But the other reason is because the federal government has announced they plan to roll out new Australian content quotas for streaming services. Interesting. What's the key learning here? A quota is essentially a minimum or a maximum amount that's required to be contributed towards a particular industry. You might have heard of quotas before, like diversity quotas Mm -hmm. that exist in companies or in parliament. In this case, the government is planning to introduce a content quota to protect Australia's creative industry. And if the so-called Big (laughs) Five want to play in Australia, they got to invest in our industry. Now, Brett, we've obviously seen free-to-air struggle with the rise of streaming services. And it's been pretty rough on folks in the Australian entertainment industry. So, the federal government's idea is to protect them. And so, the government is introducing a content quota where streaming services 
need to offer a minimum number of Aussie projects. Now, they haven't decided what that quota will look like yet. They have confirmed it's coming very soon to a streaming service near you. For our third and final story, Gap, the giant retailer, has beaten profit estimates, shooting its share price up by over 8%, but it's not looking pretty over the next 12 Uh, months. Gap's winning the fashion game even without Yeezy here. So what is the story? So you probably know of Gap as the American clothing retailer. And of course, my favourite brand between the ages of four and seven years old. (laughs) Now, Gap's just released their quarterly profits, which rose by 2.5% to 4 billion buckaroonies. And let's just say they've done better than what most were expecting. The reason? Formal clothing is officially officially back on the menu. Yep, out tracky pants and stained t-shirts. And in, clothes for the office, travel and uh, socialising as well. And Brett, while Gap's done pretty well with their most recent earnings, they reckon that inflation will make the next 12 months tough on its low to middle income earning customers. Right, so what's the key learning here? Sometimes having an affluent customer base means a business that can somewhat protect itself against a downturn. You see, low to middle income earners are the ones facing the highest cost of living pressures with inflation. Aussie University ANU recently found that the poorest 20% of households face the highest cost of living pressures over the long term. And so that means cull non-essential purchases first, like discretionary spending on new clothes. It's interesting though, Brett, because the Gap crew have a pretty broad demographic. Banana Republic, which has more affluent customers, that jumped 8%. Whereas Old Navy and Gap, the more affordable brands, they saw their sales pretty flat. And so until inflation settles, more and more customers will start to cut spending on non-essentials, even some of their most affluent customers. Mm-hmm. Fluxam, there is a secret way to get 41 days of holidays with just 15 days of annual leave next year. Sounds phenomenal, Chelsea boy. How do I find out more? Well, all the details are in the Flux app, so make sure you download it from the App Store. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.